Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Bueno. Welcome to the podcast. That was a little Spanish for you. Bienvenidos todos ustedes al podcast de Catholic Stuff. This is uh, Father John. Necesitas saber. Father Nathan, whose Spanish is exceptional, but he learned it from watching uh, professional soccer. And uh, That and Rosa Guadalupe. Yeah, that's right. Sabro Gigante. It is my baby! <laughs> There's always a priest in those sitcoms, too. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think that has anything to do with the day today. It's still Holy Thursday. Recording this will come out, though, in a couple weeks here. We try and stay on it. Be past the octave, right? Mm-hmm. Past the octave. Past the priest convocation. Really? Yep. Convocation sounds like so much fun, and then I think I'm going to get up there and be mildly disappointed. Priest convocation is when we all get together for four days. Slumby. Pre-slumby. Yep, something like that. Father Jason Wunsch and I are rooming together, and who are you? Larkin? Larkin, of course. Yep, so. It'll be real exciting, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, we're all getting together. It should be should be pretty fun. Should I be- heard that, that, that we do like a bowling night or something. Oh, yeah, this is your first one. You're yeah. the new new recruits, hey. man. Hey. We went bowling last year, yeah. Doing it again this year. Yeah, it's good. Ran out of bowling alley, bunch of priests. It's kind of a funny, funny scene. Yep. Yep. That's I might good. have to go to the thrift store to get some some threads for that. Oh, yeah. To really totally. make an impression. Yeah. Well, you'll leave an impression, an impression regardless of what you do. Let's hope. Let us hope. Yeah, by the time this comes out, you'll almost be heading out on the fishing trip. Oh, yeah. With the... Uh, Big Dave Goble. So, uh, and all the boys. My Uncle Craig, uh, they buy out every single package of chocolate donuts from Hostess that are in the grocery store. Every single one. Every single one of the, you know what I'm talking about? The mini donuts uh-huh. that are, uh, like, you know, chocolate covered. And uh, a few years ago, somebody decided to like just get powdered instead of the chocolate. He almost threw them in the. Yeah. And it was like, life. this is not what we do. So, I mean, John can understand this because there are certain traditions, you know, traditions unlike any other, the masters. Tradition. Tradition. I know. I went to the Jewish uh, bagel store today, (laughs) and uh, I walk in in my collar, two other guys, one guy walks in, full beard, hat, and then another guy walks in with a yarmulke, you know, and they kind of look at me, and I look at them, and I just go, mazel. (laughs) Didn't you say at the... um Seder dinner last week that yep. you showed up in the prayer shawl and the yarmulke, yarmulke. And, they, and they literally thought a rabbi. They thought that they'd, they'd gotten their own personal rabbi for the for the Seder meal. So yep. well, We know that that mysterious part of your genetic origins is uh, is actually Jewish. Probably not Hasidic, though. Could be American Indian, but I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Okay, so I want to... I don't uh, even know what we're talking about here today. I didn't know until like five minutes ago. We were having this conversation, and uh, we kind of need to do a quickie because we're off to lunch. Um, so um, so I just want to mention... By quickie, you mean a short podcast, right? A short podcast. Okay, thank you. Based on the last one, that's what I meant. Best oh. of the last podcast. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, so uh, we were at the uh, Good Friday practice for my parish, and uh, there was... Um, a question that came up about who prostrates themselves um, at the liturgy. Um, because for me, it's an, a very important moment. Going back to my childhood, there were like really like a, a, a multitude of moments that were pretty impactful for me, 
One of them was when uh, our priest, Father O'Shea, um, who I don't think speaks any other language, you know, like it's not like he has a degree or anything like that. But in the Passion narrative, he says, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. And then the narrator says, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And as a kid, I was always like, that's so weird that like our priest says these like weird words. Um, but and like for him to say that, my God, why have you abandoned me? It's like that's a that's that's scary stuff, you know, like, especially coming out of the mouth of our priest. Right. Then that very next week or like within the week um, after Holy Thursday liturgy, you have like, you know, the the prayer in the garden and everything else. And then you show up, you know, the following the following week or the following day for Good Friday celebration. The priest enters in silence and then he walks to the to the front of the altar before he gets to the altar and he says, Please kneel. And everybody kneels, but he doesn't kneel. He lays. He lays down. He prostrates himself. And I was always like, some crazy stuff just went down. Like, not really knowing what exactly happened and knowing like Jesus died, but like, why is it that he's doing that? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just want to read the rubric. <laughs> one, one quick thing on that before you read the rubric. I'm very impressed of how um, faithful you were as a child. I don't think I ever went to any Triduum thing. And if I would, if I wasn't paying any attention. So I just I just want to honor you. Oh, thank I want you. to celebrate you. Thank you. The um, It had its effects. But I was telling my sister, and I might just give this as a prequel before you jump into this. The Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Vigil are one liturgy. Yes. And so if... If you come this evening, uh, it's two weeks later now, um, you're going to see the Mass will begin as usual mm-hmm. at the beginning of the Holy Thursday, but it won't end, right? We do the procession of the Eucharist to the to the altar of repose, which is kind of modeled after the garden, uh, but there's no ending. There's no final blessing. There's no closing prayer. Yep. And then the, the Good Friday liturgy begins with this prostration and also ends without a, bl- a blessing. And then the yep. Easter vigil begins outside at the fire. And then finally, at the end, uh, it ends with this glorious, depending on who's your deacon, but the, this glorious uh, this sm- uh, dismissal with the Alleluia. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that concludes the three-day, one beautiful liturgy, the biggest thing of the year for us. And it's I think it's just amazing. So yeah. that scene when the priest comes is very powerful as a priest. And I think uh, uh, when they lay prostrate to begin that, it really solemnizes the... Uh, the experience that something's different today. Yes. And that something's different from yesterday mm-hmm. um, and different from every other liturgy mm-hmm. where usually what the priest does when he goes up is he comes to the foot of the altar and genuflex um, or bows, depending on the location of the tabernacle. Um, and uh, wink, wink. And then, uh, and then he'll go up and reverence the altar. And in this regard, The priest does not reverence the altar. He comes straight forward, and the rubrics say this. The priest and the deacon, if a deacon is present, wearing red vestments, as for Mass, go to the altar in silence. And after making a reverence to the altar, meaning like uh, bowing, prostrate themselves. Or if appropriate, kneel and pray in silence for a while. All others kneel. Why does the priest and not all of the people prostrate? That was the question that kind of that came up for um, for the for the practice. Why can't Timmy the altar server, you know, prostrate himself? Why can't the lector? Why can't Tim the usher, 
prostrate himself. Everyone is mourning. Everybody's named Tim, apparently. <laughs> Did I say that before? Yeah, Timmy, Tim, Tim. Oh, Timmy and Tim. Timothea. Um, why aren't they doing it? And what's your thoughts? Well, I think that there's a distinction um, where the person is in the person of Christ, the, and so is the priest. But in, in by way of their orders, they are configured to Christ in a very particular way, and which gives a manifestation of it in that moment, in that symbolic gesture. That'd be what I would yeah. say. Yeah. And uh, the priest is the one who reads the voice of Christ, I think, yeah. in most... I mean, I don't think I don't I don't know if there's there has to be a rubric around it, but the priest is giving voice to Christ in the center of this drama where people are playing different parts. You have the crowd, you have the narrator, you have the voice, you have all these different things, and yet the priest is the one that is supposed to, in image of Christ, lay his life down. Which you know, harkens back to the ordination. Because um I don't know if uh, nuns prostrate themselves for the. Do they? I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. But I was thinking it would be I, fitting as you were talking. I was thinking about that. The only the only time that we lay prostrate after our ordination is on Good Friday. Right. 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 I can't, I, think, of I can't think. I can't think of any other time yeah. in the Western tradition because we were also oh, talking. Gosh, about, yeah. We were talking about our, our buddy Father Michael Lachlan. 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 He's a real good friend. Lachlan. Can't even pronounce his name. Well, I mean, because the reason why is because remember Brian? Yeah. He said something to Jason, and Jason didn't even get it. <laughs> and then uh, so now I'm just like, oh crap, which one is it? Oh, he, they had they had what 270? No, 300. 300 prostration. 300. <laughs> This is Martha. Um, 300 prostrations on the feast of... Some Genesis the Comedian or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, The, so third, they, the they, third finding of the uh, beheading of John the Baptist. They prostrate it? themselves. Um, and uh, so it goes back to the... to the And the diaconate as well. You, you prostrate right. in, in the diaconate. Again, as a symbol of you're laying your entire life down uh, before Christ and his church... Because that's exactly what Christ did, was lay his life down for the sake of his bride, the church. Um, so uh, when that moment happens, there there is an acknowledgement, not only that, that the priest shares in the person of Christ, the head, but that we all mourn Christ. Because it's not just like the priest is dying and then he gets up and is like, yay, the resurrection! Um, but rather, like, the priest is giving witness to... Um, someone has died, and in part that person is me because uh, the priest is not even al- allowed to offer the mass on Good Friday. It's really the only day yeah. of the year. No sacraments other than anointing and confession. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and it specifically says that um, in the instruction beforehand. No sacrament because Christ has is dead, yeah. and our focus and our attention should be wholly upon Him, mm-hmm. and not sharing in the benefits of His cross and resurrection, um, but rather like pointing towards um, His cross, which is where our life comes. So um, I hope that 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 moment in the liturgy isn't just something that that passes us by, right. um, and that we reflect upon it in a way that is uh, grateful that there is an icon of Christ in our midst, which is the priest, 
and hopefully he is a living icon and not just, you know, um, somebody who says the right words and does whatever, um, but one who's actually from day to day, you know, laying his life down. So, and I think it's important to see that, um, because it really is an amazing, uh, when everybody kneels and the, and the priest lays prostrate, it really is an amazing, um, meditation and kind of physical manifestation of, um, the pre this is a different presence of Christ mm -hmm. in the priest, which we don't think about when father is in his office all day or, uh, you know, father's doing this, father's doing that. And he, and we kind of live in this, everything has become casual, you know, uh, in our culture. So you don't want to recognize distinction. Everybody's just, Hey, welcome to Starbucks. What can I get going for you? Yeah. Well, what's your first name? And Gronsky always says, James, father Ray Gronsky. I don't know why he says James, but it's either James or Mr. Um, yeah. but we live in this culture where it's just like no distinctions. Um, and we hate that. And and in our parishes, we've bought this lie that's like if we mm -hmm. if we recognize the priestly um, image of Christ and the priesthood, the the uh, ministerial priesthood, then that's clericalism. And uh, what about the poorly people? Just have to kneel. And it's like he is he is demonstrating how he needs to lay down his life in a in a different configuration to Christ mm -hmm. um, in this moment. And yeah. he and he has to take that on. And I think saying the the part of Christ in the midst of the crowd is very powerful. And I did it four times this last Sunday at yeah. Palm Sunday. And it's a crowd at Queen of Peace. My parish, oh, yeah. the, the church holds 1500 people. And uh, so when they yell crucify him, it's like, whoa, yeah, this is really going down. And if you're um, all by yourself, you can feel it. Yeah. So, but then again, drawing, you know, the point out at the end of mass at, at the end of the, the, what is it called? The commemoration of the Lord's passion or, What's the name of um, Friday? Something like that, yeah. The veneration of the Holy Cross or something. Um, it says, uh, the priest gives the closing prayer, and all after genuflecting to the cross depart in silence. So there's no reverence of the altar. There's no reverence of the There's a reverence of the altar at the beginning of Holy Thursday, but not at the end of, of the service because we're processing Christ around. But then at the beginning of Good Friday, you're not reverencing the altar. In fact, you're reverencing the cross, mm -hmm. which is what the altar is symbolic of. I've said this on the podcast before, but it bears repeating. I cringe every time that our music minister says, um, while while our gifts are prepared and our table is set, please sing number three. Say, I'm like, table is set? I'm like, it sounds like, you know, Donner, party of four, your table is ready. <laughs> I'm just like, get out of here with that, you know? And like... You'll notice, like, what are we incensing? Like at the at the liturgies, we're incensing the altar and the people, the things that are consecrated. Um, so we don't just go to our kitchen tables and you know throw incense around it. Right. So um, so then the priest doesn't doesn't reverence the altar because um, in some sense one could say that the altar in that in that moment is is void of its of its power for a time. I mean, this is. It sounds magical or something. Keith is probably our buddy, Father Keith Ken. He's probably cringing. Of course, he doesn't listen to the podcast. Thank God, so. yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, the the cross is what has the power, and that's why we're reverencing that. And then on Saturday, when the Easter candle is brought into the midst, like there becomes a rejuvenation that now the church can offer once again anew the memorial of Christ's passion, death, and resurrection. Yeah. So. Just keep your eye out for the for the ritual actions, and hopefully the actions are are conducive 
to a deeper reflection on the life of Christ and not just like, is the priest just like drawing attention to himself, you mm-hmm. know? Well so that's said. It. Well said. So, um, you want to do some shout outs? Shout outs, yes. Let's do shout outs. I don't even have any. I think I exhausted my list. There's actually, I mean, we've gotten some more mail, um, and uh, I left it on my desk. So, um, that will be answered all in good time. So, I guess, you know, congratulations to all those who are listening to the podcast um, and have come into the church um, uh, since the last time that we visited with all of you. Um, so, I mean, I, I hope there are some. I only know of one, but... I got a couple shout-outs. Is that okay? Yes. You got time? No, we got five minutes before we go remember pizza. When, remember when I talked about uh, how nobody at my parish listens to Oh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't like that. Uh, so a group from... Uh, their group's called Kairos Denver, but they're just awesome. I met them again, and I said, you got to give me your names. Uh, so this is for Enrique, Rafael, Sergio. Sergio. Uh, Amariani. Does that sound right? Paulina and Brenda. Eh, Brenda. Eh, Brenda. Uh, so thank you for listening, you guys. Brian LeBlanc, a freelance writer who's been in contact with us by email. Thanks for listening. And then lastly, uh, Anna Plumley Minto said, pronounce it like Anna from Frozen. Is that... Never seen. I don't know. We haven't no. seen Frozen either. We watch movies about conversion bands and <laughs> death. <laughs> yeah, do not Violence. watch. Do not watch. Uh, Walk among, among the tombstones. tombstones. Even though Liam Neeson is pretty awesome. Um, but uh, she was being entertained by Father Nathan while writing a paper on Galileo. There you go. Oh. So thank you, Anna or Anna Plumley. Sorry about that one. And then I, I forgot we needed to give a shout out to uh, Dr. Brazelton. Uh, do you know the, the pediatrician that goes to Cabrini? Um, he uh, gave us two bottles of homebrew because of our podcast on beer. Um, so one of them is an Irish stout, and then the other one's like a black diamond something. And uh, I was like, can you label these? And he's like, no, you just drink them. Nice. Okay, whatever. Thanks, Doc. I appreciate it. All right. CatholicStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Hope you had a great Easter. Good Divine Mercy Sunday. We will see you next week. Peace. Peace.